Hi, this is Marla Gibbs, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. Welcome. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for popping in for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 350 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have an incredible guest for you for our 350th episode. Marla Gibbs is going to be joining us here from the Jeffersons. She was Florence... And on 227, she was Mary Jenkins. She was also on the Uglies. Many, 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 many guest appearances on all kinds of shows. And uh, she's done a lot of films, but she's got a new film coming out called Grantham and Rose that you want to be checking out. Sounds like a very interesting film. And she's going to be talking about that and a whole lot more coming up in just a minute. So stick around for that. And I want to remind you that uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see about getting that person on for you. But this week, let's get right into it because we have mutant flying sharks. We have a Star Wars 7 update, and we're going to be talking about aging action heroes. It's all next, and coming up, it's Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Jamie Foxx will remake a 2011 French-Bulgarian Luxembourgian film called Sleepless Night. And the movie is an action thriller. And a new Friday the 13th movie is uh, moving along. It's in pre-production right now with producer Michael Bay. And May 13th, 2016 is the projected release date on that one. And a new adaptation... Now, that means remake, of course, of the Charles Dickens classic David Copperfield is in the works. And Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, is going to be starring in it. Now, this is not a comedy. This is a a dramatic film. And we'll see what he does with that. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Woody Allen is working on his latest film and is called Irrational Man. Joaquin Phoenix and Emma Stone will star in the film. There's no release date at this time. Adam Sandler and Taylor Lautner will star in The Ridiculous Six, and it's listed as a comedy western. And, of course, Taylor has been a guest here twice at On Screen and Beyond. You can go to our rerun section at onscreenandbeyond.com and listen to those. And Lar Park Lincoln will be in the cast of Sky Sharks as a team of geologists uncover a frozen old Nazi lab in the Arctic where they made and produced mutant flying sharks and people to ride them. They were mutated undead superhumans. (laughs) So that one's really giving us a stretch, and that's coming up, and we'll keep you informed on that one. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City for sequels. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret. 
and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is in pre-production and has a release date of June 3rd, 2016. And now what does a guy do if you're an actor, you're getting older, you know, the roles aren't coming your way. What do you do? You become a kick-ass action hero. Look at Liam Neeson, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold, Nicolas Cage. Well, Keanu Reeves is heading that way. He just did John Wick, and now... They're looking to make John Wick 2, as that one was a big success, and he's going to be shooting them up again. We'll keep you informed. And Mark Hamill hinted in an interview that his role may not be as large in Star Wars 7, The Force Awakens, as we thought it would be. Time will tell. They keep this thing under wraps, and they let little things leak out, uh, and you don't know if they're true or not, so we'll keep an eye on that one. That's it for Sequel City, coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, Little House on the Prairie Season 5 Deluxe Remastered Edition lands on DVD and Blu-ray on April 14th. Power Rangers Super Mega Force The Perfect Storm will hit stores on April 7th. And the made-for-TV movie Whitney, directed by Angela Bassett, will arrive on DVD on that day also. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen or Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, April 7th, Yellowbird, with the voices of Seth Green, Dakota Fanning, and Danny Glover, flies our way on DVD and HD. And on March 10th, Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, will arrive with Ben Stiller. And May is the expected release of Kevin Costner's Black or White. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, Amazon will be getting a Woody Allen TV show in 2016. Allen will write and direct the series, and ABC is working on making a TV show out of 1989's Uncle Buck. After this long, who really cares? But NBC is working on making a TV show, too, based on a film from 1990 called Problem Child. We'll keep an eye on those for you. That's it for TV time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays, February 8th, Seth Green turns 41. And music composer John Williams turns 83. Nick Nolte turns 74. February 9th, looks like Joe Pesci turns 72. Judith Light turns 66. And Mia Farrow turns 70. February 10th, Robert Wagner, 85. Past guests here at On Screen and Beyond. Check it out. And on February 11th, Taylor Lautner, also a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 23. Jennifer Aniston turns 46. Burt Reynolds turns 79. Tina Louise turns 81. February 12th, Christina Ricci turns 35. Arsenio Hall turns 59. February 13th, Jerry Springer turns 71. Peter Torek of the Monkees, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 73. And George Siegel turns 81. And on February 14th, Mrs. Brady, Florence Henderson, turns 
81. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, Paul H. of Wichita, Kansas, turns 43 on February 11th. So happy birthday to all those people. If you have a friend, relative, or yourself who is having a birthday, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll all celebrate it here, right here on On Screen and Beyond with you. So that's it. It is time now. We have a celebrity guest joining us, and on our 350th show, Marla Gibbs of the Jeffersons. She played Florence the Maid. She's going to be joining us. She's done a lot of stuff over the years, but she's got a new movie out called Grantham and Rose. It's coming out, and uh, you want to check that out because it sounds good. She's going to tell us all about it right here on On Screen and Beyond. Marla Gibbs is next. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond on our 350th show is a five-time Emmy-nominated actress who made us laugh for years on The Jeffersons and on 227. She has made numerous appearances on TV shows and movies over the years, and on February 10th, her latest movie arrives on demand and online called Grantham and Rose. It's Marla Gibbs. Marla, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Marla, it is such an honor to have you on the show. You have just cracked me up over the years. Well, I hope you weren't like Humpty Dumpty and got all cracked up <laughs> and couldn't be put back together. <laughs> oh, no, you were just such a great actress, you know, to, to all the different roles you've done. Is there a particular role that, that you've enjoyed the most? The next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just did something on a Scandal. Oh, you did? on March 5th, I did two episodes. The second episode will air, and I really enjoyed that because it was more dramatic. I studied to be a dramatic actress. I ended up in comedy, and I said, well, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. Hmm. Wow. So I was there for for the duration of my career. Wow. Can you tell us anything about the scandal thing, or is that hush-hush? <laughs> That's hush-hush. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you that my name is Rose. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's Rose in that one, too? Yeah. Huh. That's that's interesting. Now, let's talk about Grantham and Rose. Can you tell us a little bit about the story? It's a lovely story. It's um about a young lady who grew up in a household where her, her parents were... Um, like servants to this family and the family was very kind and very and they had a young son and the son and I fell in love and of course it was in the south and it was at a time when that was a big no-no and uh, I became with child but I never let anyone know because I knew what the circumstances were in the south so I, I ran away my uncle who was running a facility, a boys' facility, like a um, juvenile facility. Mm-hmm. He let me come and stay with him. And I got involved with helping with the boys, so he gave me my own office, which is in a broom closet. <laughs> and I see this young man who's brought in, and I hear his name, and that's the name of his grandfather. So I instantly take an interest in him, and uh, I 
really coerce him into leaving and going with me on a trip, and I take him back down south. I actually take him back to the cemetery where his his um, father is buried, mm-hmm. and probably his grandfather too. Yeah. For some reason, he had distanced himself from his family, so it was very traumatic for him. Wow. And I also took him back to the house where I grew up with his folks. So it's, it's, a, it's a lovely story. Yeah. And in the end, uh, there's a young lady that he meets on the road, and both of them think they're hip. So uh, I let her ride with us for a while, and then I drop her off at some point because she's a bad influence because she's older than him. But they they have a thing for each other. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like a great but movie. He, because of the way he acts, at my, I end up, I had my, given my daughter up for adoption. I had never seen her. So he's annoyed with me that I have never seen her. So I end up going back and finding my daughter. Hmm. And she has a child, so my granddaughter. And he ends up going back to the juvenile facility because he doesn't want to disappoint me for all my hard work. So it's a really lovely story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a departure from your comedy, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And and you do play a major role in this film. Yes, the story is between he and I. Yeah. Wow. It's that sounds like a good movie. So so how did you get involved with this film? They um, approached me and asked me to do it, and so I flew down to uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. And that's where we did it. And in the process, I met a couple. He was like the ambassador for a Stone Mountain, George Coletti, who has also written a book. And uh, we became great friends, and we still correspond with each other. Hmm. How long a shoot was it? I want to say two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. That's, that's, that was fairly quick. <laughs> yeah, it was quick. Do you still enjoy uh, traveling around to uh, to do uh, you know movies or TV shows or anything? If it's work, yes, I'm always up for it. Hmm. Now, have you ever thought of retiring, or are you just going to keep working? I don't want to retire from nothing. <laughs> I don't blame when you. When I used to work for United, with I used to work for United. I said I do not want to retire and have somebody take me to lunch and give me a gold watch. <laughs> so, so. I retire on one end to get my my retirement money, mm-hmm. but I keep on working. Yeah, yeah, you just enjoy it, right? As long as you can move, you should be doing everything you can do. That's right, yeah. So yeah. I have parked on 30. I've been 30 now for quite a few years, <laughs> and it's called It's Never Too Late. I have a jazz CD out that's titled It's Never Too Late. Mm-hmm. No. And I hope to one day do a show on It's Never Too Late. Yeah. Now, now, a lot of people may yes, not know that. It's never too late. Right. I'm sorry? Yeah. A lot of people may not know it, but but you are a good singer. You, I mean, you've been singing for a, quite a long time, right? Yes, but not not being paid. I had a jazz supper club. I've been singing the club all the time. I sang the title to 227. Yes, yeah. The opening song. I sang on the show two or three times. Yeah. Now, was that something that you would have gone into if you hadn't become an actress or that was my first love yes oh it was okay but i was too shy 
Ah. When you're an actress, I say that the char- you're the character, so you don't care whether people don't like the character because it's not you. Right. But when you're singing, you're asking people to take you. Mm-hmm. So it's... I knew it wasn't up. Once I became Florence, and people accepted Florence and loved her so much. Yeah. Oh, it gave yeah. me a little momentum to go on in and do some singing, especially after I opened the jazz club and some wonderful musicians were there to back me up. It's it's surprising how many actors I talk with who who tell me that they are shy. They they really aren't what we perceive them to be when we right. we see them. That was the way Sherman was on the Jeffersons too. Oh really? Oh goodness, he was such an introvert, but on film he was an extrovert. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I mean he was so f- full of it. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to Roxy and I used to have to front for him and whenever we were doing an interview we would kind of both co- cover him and and speak for him but after after um, the show was off in the later years he and I did something for um, Medicare I think it was we went around the country doing something getting people to understand about the different Medicare programs. Mm-hmm. And I went to speak for him, and he jumped up. I said, oh. So he started to sing, and I think he got more nerve. He <laughs> always wanted to do music also. Wow. He had a show in Vegas, and I went to see him in Vegas. He was quite good. Wow, huh. Was acting what you always wanted to do, or singing when you were yes. real young? Yes. I lived in the movies. I loved it. Who who were your inspirations? Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Joan Fontaine, quite uh. a few. And uh, later it was um, Bea Richards, who played my mother a couple of times. The first film I did mm-hmm. was called Christmas Dreams, and it became a, a sort of a cult film. Every year they around Christmas time, they... They'd show Christmas Dreams. She played my mother. Hmm. And uh, then she played my mother on 227. Wow. <laughs> that must have been a thrill for you then. It was. And she she got the Emmy for, uh, for doing ER just before she passed away. Yeah, yeah. That was great that she got that before she left. Yes, oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. My first um, acting coach was uh, Lillian Randolph from way back in the Amos and Andy days. Wow. <laughs> and she played Isabel's sister on the show once, yep. on the Jeffersons. So I got a chance to to work with, see her work. I didn't really work with her, but right, yeah, we were on the same show at the same time. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
So what was it like when here you are all of a sudden working with these people that you idolized all those years ago? Well, you can't believe it for one thing. Hmm. And you just want to do your best. I got to work with Peter Lawford on 2272. Wow. I recognized him, but when I came on set, he had changed so much. They were afraid I wouldn't recognize him. So as soon as I came in, they said, Marla, we have a wonderful guest actor today, Peter Lawford. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want me to ask who it was. (laughs) Yeah, that could be embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, but I recognized him because I'd actually seen him on the street. Mm-hmm. Like the year before. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So, with Grantman Rose, had you ever worked with uh, any of these young actors who you were working with? No, I didn't know Jake Austin, but since then we've become big fans of each other. And the director or the writer, you hadn't worked with them either? No, I never knew them before. She had a female deck director. She was quite good. She and- plucked my nerves, though. She had me driving on this highway in Stone Mountain, God, you have to keep, they're behind you, you know, mm-hmm. make you nervous. It's a one-lane highway. And she was driving, we were doing scenes on the highway. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Jeez. So there was no stunt drivers or anything, or, or blue no. screens or anything like no, that? that was me driving. I should have told him I couldn't drive, but I didn't, so... <laughs> so so do you like to have fun on the set when you're when you're doing a film or a TV show? Oh, definitely. So, Ever since I used to say we came to work to play. Right. <laughs> we played all day. And out of it would come some good scenes. I'm sure. I'm sure the ad-lib I'm sure was was something that uh, you you just can't get some of those moments by writing them. Right. What's the funniest memory? that you have of the Jeffersons? Well, two. There was one with Billy D. Williams when everyone thinks that I don't know who he is, and in the scene, I don't know who he is. I think he's an imposter. That was a fun show to do. Mm-hmm. And then one where Sherman has fired me because he thinks I had this man in my room. Well, I have quit. He's going to fire me. I said, you couldn't fire me because I quit. And uh, now Franklin, Mr. Willis, is trying to get my job back for me. And he tells him that I have to go down south and I have to work back as a sharecropper. He tells him all these things. He said, I could come back, but I have to be a a proper maid. I have to do everything he says. So I agree, and I come back. Did I dress up as Aunt Jemima, and I drive him crazy. <laughs> that was a good show. That that, that that was just a fun show to watch. It was a fun show to do. Mm-hmm. I like things when I, um, there's a lot of movement. Yeah. yeah. So, so you like slapstick comedy? Flash, flash paste. They made you a show of your own. They were spinning you off. Uh, is that something that you had wanted to do, or did they just suggest no. it? No. They had tried to get me to, to, to do a new show a couple of times, and I told them I'd rather be number nine on a hit than number one on a flop. <laughs> so I wouldn't leave. So then they came up with this one, and I said, okay, it's called Checking In. Yes. 
and John Am- Anderson was the owner of the hotel, and I was a very big fan of John Anderson. So um, I liked the idea of working with John, mm-hmm. but I just still didn't want to do the show. So I said I would go if they would agree. If the show didn't go, they would put me back on the Jeffersons. They would pay me for anything I miss while while waiting to get back on. Wow. And they agreed to all that, so I went and did the show. Then, of course, we had a writer's strike along, along about the fourth show, and they didn't have, we didn't have any more material. Oh. So I came back, and they hurried up and put me back on because they had to pay me for every week that I waited. Hmm. Yeah. So so it really probably wasn't the, 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 the premise of the show or the writing on the show or anything. It was just the fact that the writer's strike was on and, and you just That's couldn't right. come through with the product, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's too. That was it. Yeah, it's too bad. But I mean, it was nice to have you back on on the 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 Jeffersons because I mean, you it were was nice to be back. Yeah, I mean, you were such a a part of the show. You know, it it wasn't just a one person show. It was just the, the the whole ensemble that that really made the it. Whole ensemble, right? Yeah. yeah just now a, there's nobody left but Berlinda and I and the second uh, Lionel mm-hmm. Damon Evans in New York. He's in New York. Yeah. Berlin is in North Carolina. She played Jenny, the daughter, on the show. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And there's me, and that's it. Yeah. And then you were... Four- just lost Ned last year. Yeah. The doorman. Mm-hmm, yep. He and I were very close, too. Oh, yeah. I'm still close with his wife, Skyny. He married a Nigerian woman, and uh, she's a professor at the college. She does all these great papers, and they invite her all around the country to go to Russia. They've gone all over the world Wow! for her to give these dissertations. I think she goes to, she's still preparing to go to Sweden. That was the next place they were supposed to go, and that's what he was looking forward to when he made his transition. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's nice to be able to travel like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they sent me a postcard every place they went. Hmm. <laughs> Well, Marla, uh, I know we're running out of time here, but I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Okay. Uh, taking us away from your new movie that I have to say comes out on February 10th on uh, on demand and online. It's called Grantham and Rose, and it also takes us away from the Jeffersons and uh, you know the 227 and everything else you've done. When you relax and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Okay, there was um, My Wife and Kids, Martin. Mm-hmm. There was um, Frasier, which I still look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond, ah, yes. which I still look look at. Uh-huh. But now, of course, it's Scandal. Yes, yes. And uh, Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I haven't got hooked on how to get away with murder yet. <laughs> but I'm starting to watch that too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good shows on right now. Yeah, but for fun, everybody loves Raymond. Even though I've seen them, I watch them again. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those shows. And there's a show called Black Jesus, which is on the the cartoon channel Adult Swim. Yes. Yeah. My daughter's co starring in that. And John Witherspoon. Mm hmm. And, of course, I was doing First Family 
the series First Family. Yes, yeah. Which John Witherspoon was also on. And so watching that also. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think Centric is where that was showing. And Channel 9. As far as movies, what's your favorite all time movie? Pretty Woman. Mm hmm. I watch that every time it comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bodyguard. Yes, yeah, Whitney Houston. I watch that every time I get a chance. Yeah. And I haven't seen what's out lately. I want to see Angelina Jolie's movie, Unbroken. Unbroken, yes. They say that's really good. I want good. to see that. Yeah. She does, I just think she does wonderful work. And I'm so sad that she was ignored during the, the all the different seasons. Yeah. Reward shows. Mm-hmm. Award shows. Right, yeah. Well, Marla, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us here at On Screen and Beyond, and I want to make sure everybody goes out and gets or watches Grantham and Rose. It's going to be available February 10th, and it sounds like it's going to be a heartwarming movie, really. Thank you. I think it is, and I hope the audience will think so also. Well, thank you very much. And I want to thank the audience for supporting me all these years. Even though I'm 30, I do... (laughs) (laughs) I do appreciate all the other years in between while I've been parked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you. Thank you so much, Marla. I really appreciate You're welcome, it. welcome, Brian. Thank you so much. A big thank you to Marla Gibbs, this very sweet lady who joined us here at On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us and tell us about Grantham and Rose. You want to be checking that one out because it sounds like a good film. And, of course, uh, she was Florence. Hey, what can I say? On the Jeffersons, great show, great role, Marla Gibbs. Thank her so much. Well, we've got a lot of stuff coming your way in the next couple of weeks. Got some great guests lined up for you. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see what I can do about getting that person on for you. And what else? Uh, If you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. And uh, if you're on iTunes, leave us a review. So that's it. Next week, get ready for another great guest. Until then, this is a wrap of On Screen and Beyond for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 